0: Thank you for tuning in to episode four of our series on the legal sex industry. More specifically, we've been discussing the legal prostitution industry in Nevada. In case you haven't seen the first episodes, I highly recommend you check them out, especially episode number one, which is less than 10 minutes and it and it lays out exactly why in the hell I'm talking about this subject. If you'd like to see all episodes that have been released to date, including episode one, which I just mentioned, just go to thecoalmemo.com slash sex. Once again, that's thecoalmemo.com slash sex. In today's episode, you'll see the first conversation that I had with a sex worker who goes by the name Kiki Lover. I'd like to make it very clear that before we went on air for this podcast, Kiki told me something to the effect of, hey, just so you know, my employer told me that I can't say anything bad about the brothels on this podcast. Ultimately, as I mentioned, this was Kiki's first appearance. Kiki returned for what I would call a tell-all. Here is a sneak peek where she confirms the detail that I just mentioned. Super quick note before I play this clip, if you're wondering why my background says Illinois, it's because that was that was the name of this show. It is now called The Cole Memo, but just in case you're wondering why the hell my background says Illinois it's because I recorded those episodes long enough ago that, uh, well, the show name has changed since then. So I just wanted to mention that. Enjoy the clip. One of the things you had mentioned before our last interview, and you just alluded to, was that like well let me just say what you said before our last interview you were like hey my employer says i can't say anything bad <laughs> you know and so uh i wanted to ask you like you mentioned before we got on toxic and stuff like that what did you mean by that you know what do you
1: mean my employer
0: maybe i'm remembering incorrectly you said somebody said not to say anything bad or or something like that so
1: who like sage
0: i think so yeah because that's where you were that's where you were at yeah but maybe i'm remembering incorrectly i smoke a lot of weed so
1: (laughs) (laughs) no i didn't say that about uh, my current partnership
0: no 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 not your current partnership your former one
1: Oh, you're yeah, my former one. Yeah, correct.
0: Um, Sorry, I didn't mean
1: to. You know, back then in that place, we were very much not able to speak up. We was not. We were not at all. It was just very, you had no opinion type of place. You had no opinion. You couldn't speak. You yeah. know? Yeah. Like for an instance, when that shooting happened, fuck yeah. it, let's talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, shouldn't happen.
0: Folks, as you can tell, this series is going to be quite interesting. You're listening to The Cole Memo. I'm your host, Cole Preston. Every episode is released in audio, video, and transcript format. To find the transcript, audio, or video version of any episode, please refer to the description of the episode that you're listening to now. Within that description, you can find a link that will take you to our website, which will display the transcript for this episode and the platforms where you can find this episode in audio or video formats. If you're unable to locate the episode description on whichever platform you're listening from, simply note the episode number and visit TheColeMemo.com. From there, you can find the corresponding episode, and then you'll be able to access the audio, video, and transcript version of that episode. You might also find any links that we reference during the episode so that you might be able to do your own research. If you're not listening to this episode of The Cole Memo on Patreon, then you're listening to this episode later than our patrons. To become a patron, go to thecolememo.com slash Patreon. Once again, that's thecolememo.com slash P-A-T-R-E-O-N. It's a great way to support our show. But one of the best ways to support our show is absolutely free. Please subscribe to or follow our show. Leave us a positive review from wherever you're listening to us from. I just want to take a moment to stress. I cannot tell you how helpful positive reviews are to this show. Please favorite this episode. Give it a thumbs up. Leave a comment or post a review. Your engagement and support is appreciated. So today is October 8th. Wow. I just botched that. It is December 8th, 2023. And it appears that I had this conversation with Kiki around November of 2022. So that is important to keep in mind. It's also important to keep in mind that she returns for what I'm calling a tell-all in the future. Stay tuned for that, folks. And once again, In order to see all episodes that have been released to date, just go to thecolememo.com slash sex, and it'll show you all of the episodes that I've released so far. Enjoy this episode. Cheers. What you drinking on?
1: Tea. Tea? Nice,
0: nice. Well... Uh Good evening, Kiki. Thank you for sitting down with me. I'm really excited to talk to you today.
1: Of course, I'm excited to talk to you too. And tell you so, a little bit.
0: Ooh, you smoke. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so this is what we do here on the Chillinoi podcast. Lately, uh, we've been talking to sex workers, we've been talking to people in rock and roll, and we've been talking to people <laughs> with drugs. So sex, drugs, and rock and roll, right? Um, anyways. <laughs> Yeah. So, hey, introduce yourself. Yeah.
1: Can I smoke this one?
0: Of course you can. (laughs) Of course you can smoke that. And when you, after you're done hitting that, tell the folks a little bit about yourself, Kiki.
1: So my name is Kiki Lover. I am a legal sex worker in um, a legal brothel in Nevada. Uh, Carson City, Nevada. I've been working here for five years. I love it. <laughs> There's nothing else in the world that I would rather be doing. Was that too much?
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. We, lo- we love it. We love it. So uh, thank you for giving uh, folks an introduction. Can I ask? Uh, y- y- I think you told me before we got on air that you're uh, Arabic. What's your accent?
1: Okay, so I was born in... Um, uh, North Africa in this country called Morocco it's an Arab country. My primary language is Arabic and a little bit of French um English is my third language I do have an accent <laughs> um, but yeah I don't like Arabic I prefer English
0: yeah well i I hear it's interesting so you said Arabic but I hear more of the French I hear more of the French in your accent i I feel like maybe I'm wrong but Bonjour, mon ami. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Exactly. So, well, again, thank you so much for sitting down. You know, uh, we have been sitting down with with different sex workers, different people in the sex industry. And I think everybody finds this really intriguing. So um, I got to ask, you know, you said you've been in uh, the industry for five years. How did you how did you find out that this was a job? How did you get into the industry?
1: Um, well, before I, uh, joined the brothels, I kind of, like, dabbled in the sugar daddy, um, pitch scene or whatever, and then I find out about it through some, Alice, actually, on social media, I was on her Twitter advertising the place, and I was so shocked, I'm like, wait, you can do this legally, like, licensed? I didn't even know about it. So, yeah, I signed up, and I was here within a week. Um the best decision I've made because your money is legal, it's licensed, it's more safer than being independent or sugar daddy, whatever. So yeah, that's how I joined.
0: That's super cool. Before we talk about legal sex work, I'm curious to hear about the sugar daddy thing. First of all, I'm familiar with it, but for folks that aren't, can you explain what that is?
1: Well, there was this website that you... I don't know. I think a friend told me about it. And you sign up, you put a little couple of cute pictures, and you have like sugar daddies hitting you up wanting. I mean, like some of them are platonic, where you just hang out with them, spend some time, maybe go on a, to a dinner, um, just companionship. And they help you financially,
0: whether right. it's
1: like helping your environment, your bills, or just give you money because you i don't know
0: yeah yeah Yeah, that's where the sugar (laughs) comes in (laughs) right
1: right Uh, but now it's like i feel like uh, sex work and like sugar baby is totally different because in sex work it's more like straight to the point kind of like hey i'm giving you this amount of money this is the uh, services and activities that i would like to do and it's um straight to the point With, when sugar daddy it's more kind of a relationship really um, and them helping you which I do believe men are providers and protects and all that so it's kind of like a marriage thing <laughs> almost like a housewife gotcha gotcha I that but I just did <laughs> 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 like I was- like
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's interesting so can I ask how long were you doing that before like how long were you a sugar baby
1: um I a little while I've been in the industry like as a whole for 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 a minute um I got into it when I was 19 because I was like by myself on my own and I was going to college full-time waitressing. And the waitressing was not cutting it. And I kind of like, I like cute things and I like expensive things. So it wasn't working out. So that's how I got into it.
0: Gotcha. Why were you, uh why were you alone? Did Like, did you just move away from home to go to school or are your parents still in touch with you or like what, what's
1: Oh, you got into You got deep really quick, huh? Yeah. <laughs> like, where's your parents? Some of us don't have well, any.
0: Well, and I don't mean, sorry, I don't mean to say, where's your parents, but why, I'm I sorry. Uh, what I meant to ask was, why are, why were you alone?
1: I know, I know. I get what your what your question was. I was a foster care, um, a foster care kid. I was in a foster care and then you age out at age 18. And you're basically by yourself.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. Cool. Cool. Um,
1: And I hated my job. I really, really hated waitressing. It was a lot of hard work. It was a shitty, shitty pain. Um, And it was just too much, like juggling school, working so much. Like I was working like 60 hours a week and not even making ends meet type of thing. So... Um, I think sex work just elevated my life in a way. Got sure. me out of that. Mm-hmm. Exactly.
0: It's an opportunity for you to make money. I mean, that's 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 why you chose to do the sugar baby thing, right? Did you say a friend showed you this and explained to you how much money you could make? Is that what you said, right?
1: Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. A friend told me about it and I was like, why not? I love sex. I love things. Why
0: not <laughs> Why not do both? <laughs> that's awesome. That's 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 interesting. So before we get into to legal sex work, I'm curious what was your like first experiences like as a as a sugar baby? Like so you said there was a website back in the day, or maybe there still even is. I don't I'm not familiar with the
1: still, still out there. Um it just changed names. It was called Seeking Arrangement, but now it's just I don't know if I can say their name, but okay,
0: no worries. No worries. We don't have to get into that, but they're still around is what is the point. So, gotcha.
1: Um, and I was on there and like within not even days, I had met this like 70 years old guy and he was so sweet. He, uh, was, it was kind of platonic. Like, actually I was going to say I've never had sex with him, but I did once. So,
0: but was that? Go ahead. Sorry.
1: Yeah, you know, he took care of things, paid my yeah. rent, all my, time, all my bills. You know, yeah. his wife had passed away, um, and he was lonely. Yeah, he didn't have and, anybody. You know, and that was that-
0: your first client or first person you worked with, rather.
1: Yeah, that was nineteen years old, and wow. you know what's so funny it was on my on my nineteenth birthday, like February 6th. 2014.
0: That's when you started? That's awesome. Yeah. Won't forget that, huh? Um, So I'm just curious like the first experience, was it nerve wracking? Were you scared or were you just kind of like, this guy's cool? Like, was he a pretty trustworthy guy? Like,
1: yeah, he was this like really tiny, tiny man, (laughs) white man. And he was so adorable in a cute way. Um and no I was not scared. I um had been talking to him for a while and kinda of don't get scared of things really easily. Yeah. <laughs> so it wasn't yeah.
0: good. Yeah, so first, I, go ahead.
1: I was like, Oh my god, <laughs> what am I doing? <laughs> but it was fun.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and you said that was strictly mostly platonic. You said like he just he didn't have anybody to spend time with. So,
1: Mm -hmm. yeah, it was like months before we actually did something.
0: Yeah. So did you just guys go to dinner, watch TV together, stuff like that?
1: Yeah, go on shopping sprees, and yeah, it was it was fun.
0: That's super cool. So, did you did you have like? multiple clients that was your first client did you have multiple clients um like how were you popping as a sugar baby
1: (laughs) i guess i was in some ways um yeah i had collected a couple of them and then somehow just kind of like ended up in like full service sex work because the whole sugar daddy was getting a little bit too personal
0: what do you mean by that?
1: Okay, so they would call you. It's a relationship. and you would, Yeah, it's pretty
0: intimate. <laughs> yeah,
1: you, you know, answering calls at any time of the day, giving way more than I was willing to give at one point. And um, I preferred the full sex, just like prostitute, escorting. <laughs> <as> <laughs> I preferred yeah. that, but it's just like, here, let's do this. Let's do that. Boom, done. Thank you very much.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's to the point.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So, so you did that. Did you do that for a little bit? And then did you find out? Did you when? Did, so, you did that for a little bit and then you found out about Alice Little. Is that kind of how it happened? Or tell me about that?
1: Um, no, 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 no. So, like, yeah, she was posting on the on her Twitter, um, her articles and stuff like that. And I was very intrigued to say the least.
0: And really quick for folks that don't know Alice little like I'll just describe her in five seconds and then we can move on. She's one of the most popular sex workers I've, I am aware of uh, right alongside people like air force, Amy and everything else. And Mm -hmm. she's one of the most outspoken advocates I'd say of sex work. She like gets into the trenches and goes to town hall meetings and, you know, she's, Anyways, so we can move on. I wanted to explain who who Alice Little was. So you were working uh, as an escort, right? And then you said you started seeing her posts or how did that happen? Sorry, I wanted to get us back on track.
1: <laughs> yeah, basically, I um, was on social media and I noticed uh, her stuff saying legal brothels, legal brothels. And I was like, I'm so good at this. Might as well do it legal.
0: Yeah. So, but you knew what a, did you know what a brothel was? Or did you like, was it explained that it was legal sex work? Cause like, I didn't know what a brothel really was, <laughs> you know?
1: Mm. Yeah, no, absolutely not. I didn't know it was even like a thing, but common sense, you know, like brothel means like, you know, working girls, Yeah. Uh, their services in there. Um, and she's pretty blunt about it. Um so I, um, just kept seeing it pop up, up, up and I was like, this is a sign from the universe. Maybe I should go to the brothels.
0: <laughs> yeah. so and I, I, I looked,
1: and I was here within a week, haven't left since.
0: So, but how did that happen? Did you like, how did you, you just called them or did you reach out? Like,
1: no, they had like an email, um, website and you uh-huh. uh, apply on the website. Cool. And if they, I think they do pick and choose if they, you know, you have to send pictures, you have to tell them a little bit about yourself and they, if they approve of you uh, or they want to hire you.
0: Yeah. So what was it like uh, when you, when you first got out there? I mean, were you, first of all, before you went on the trip, were you like, I'm really doing this like excited type of thing?
1: Oh, my God. Yeah, I, w- I couldn't sleep the night before. Honestly, like I couldn't sleep. I was so excited. Um, I was living, I live in New York. So it was um, a long trip to come all the way from New York to Nevada, to Reno, they don't have an airport in Carson. Um, I uh, got here and I was like, Oh, my God, it is the desert. So <laughs> um, very dry. <laughs> no trees. That was my first impression. And um, this was the most West Coast I have gone. Because I'm, you know, like East Coast, Chicago, New York, Boston. Those were my cities. But I've never been this far out. And then the driver picked me up at the airport. uh, He drove me to the house I work at. And um, I was... Like, wow, this is big. It's a huge house. Um, it's very nice inside. Clean, kind of modern. modern. Huge parlor, bar, so many girls' rooms. Um, kitchen. And they showed me my room. It was cute. And, uh, I just slept the first night. The second night, you have to do like a whole physical um like STDs and stuff, so they take your blood to test you for HIV and hepatitis, ABC, like so many tests, <laughs> an STD test, all kinds of STDs, and I was like so nervous, I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> um, but now we have to do that weekly, and now I'm like, here, here's my art, take it, <laughs> the first night, I'm, I was like, I'm kind of scared of needles, and I feel like the taking blood once a week has gotten me over that fear.
0: <laughs> yeah, I am so scared of needles. So maybe I need to become a maybe I need to become a legal sex worker to get over that fear.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no problem. That would be kind of cool. I think they should, really.
0: I think they should. You know, I actually did read online that that some jurisdictions, I don't know if that's the right word, but it made me sound smart. Uh, some jurisdictions <laughs> in, in Nevada actually do have protocols for testing male sex workers however like you said i'm not aware of any brothels that do employ male sex workers which maybe i could be the first who knows how
1: many times can you really do it in a day
0: how many times oh yeah that's a good question (laughs) but 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 maybe though uh yeah exactly maybe it's you know the other way around
1: (laughs) oh i see what you mean (laughs) yeah yeah Get it up like you know five, seven times a day every day. Yeah. Your whole oh,
0: ship. I'm young enough, I could do that. Yep. I could do that. Oh, yeah.
1: Do no, no, I need the
0: No, no, no way. That's funny. Um, but but yeah, uh, so, anyways, we got off the beaten track because I was being silly. Um, <laughs> so you you talked about how you get tested, which makes for a lot of the sex workers I've spoken to makes them feel more comfortable with the work they're doing because they know that it's a clean environment, right?
1: Yeah, and for the clients as well, for the clients to know that we are, you know, tested and safe, and they won't be bringing anything back to, you know, their home or with them, a gift.
0: Yeah, do you think, just to curious, like, would it it make you feel just a little bit more comfortable if the uh, the people, like if the customers tested too?
1: Like- yeah, it take a while because most of the people are here just for a quick visit, not a quick visit, but like, you know, they're not usually, most of the time, they're not locals to Carson City. So for them to take a test, they would have to wait a whole day or two to get a results back it would take too long
0: yeah but timing aside timing aside do you think like have you ever been worried about that
1: oh yeah yeah absolutely but like um at the same time protection is mandatory and uh everything is safe like everything is done with protection oral everything so it kind of makes me feel better knowing that i'm safe
0: yeah Absolutely. Um, it's such such an interesting line of work. So like, what was your first, t- just tell them, walk me through your first few days. Cause you, okay. So you already walked me through the first few days. You got there, you slept, you got tested. First night on the first day or night on the floor. Tell me about oh. that.
1: Get tested. You have to, um, you get your results. And then when the doctor sends your results back, that's another funny part that I was like, oh my God, usually when working girls go to the sheriff's office, go to the police station there, you know, <laughs> get arrested, not the other way around. So the next day when you get your test results, you go to the sheriff's office or the police department to uh, get your license. So they do a background check on you. They take your fingerprints, like all of your fingerprints to so do a background check. If you have like felonies. You're not allowed to work here. If you have like warrants, they you know, you're not allowed sure. to work here. So um when the sheriff was like taking my fingers, I'm like, oh my god, this is so cool. Um so yeah, I passed the background check because I had never I've never gotten in trouble before. I haven't I haven't even been arrested before yet. No, don't say yet. I don't know why I said that. Not going.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're gonna jinx yourself.
1: Jeez. <laughs> oh, <laughs> nope. I'm a good girl. Um, so that was passed very easily. Then I came back, got dressed. So we do have a dress code. You either have to wear like dresses or like a lingerie. Heels are mandatory. Um, your hair and makeup should be, you know, done. And I got on the floor and like my first lineup, I remember it. At my first lineup, I got picked. So all of us ladies, we like you know, get in line, introduce ourselves. And
0: how and old that, were you then? Twenty three. Twenty three.
1: Uh mm-hmm. Now I'm twenty seven, so five years. Um, I know I'm like getting older. I'm like two years from thirty. No, <laughs> that's especially in adults. Not a. Yeah. Um. So I get on the floor, and the first lineup that I do, I get picked the brothel does give you like a big sister it's called a big sister like somebody who has been there a while who knows like the in and outs of the business who overshadows you um basically like trains you tells you what you can and can't do all the protocols whatever and she also like goes into the negotiations with you um the negotiation is like yeah you meet the dude you he might want to have a drink we have like a fully stocked bar He might have a drink and then you go back to your room and you talk you have a conversation about like how much is he looking to spend um what activities does he want to do and she was with me and she did my first negotiation for me because i was so nervous <laughs> I was sure. like, hey, one million dollars <laughs> Yeah, so that was cool. The first three she did help me with. Um, And then from then on, I just did it by myself.
0: Yeah, once you felt confident?
1: (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Comfortable, yeah. I got comfortable with it. Uh, I got comfortable with negotiation, knowing when the person is like, you know, if I threw a number too high for him or, you know or something he was looking to do, and I don't offer, I would, you know, pass him on to the other girl, somebody else. Um, There's usually around like, when it's busy, 15, 18 girls in the house, when it's slow, like when there's not a lot of girls, maybe like 10, 11, something like that.
0: Yeah. Are you at a world famous brothel? Can I ask you that? I'm getting the feeling you're at the world famous. The, you're at the world famous one. I'm not sure if we can talk about exactly which location you're at. I, I'm not familiar.
1: No, you know? no, sagebrush. Sage oh, you're at rush.
0: sagebrush. I was the reason I was. I was trying to ask if you were at the bunny ranch because it sounded like you were at the bunny ranch. The way you're explaining I was at the
1: it. Ranch for two months and a half, but I have been at the sagebrush for you know four years and a half or something. Um, and I was so used to Sagebrush, and I have like my clientele is at Sagebrush. I went to Bunny uh, the beginning of this year, January, February, and like March. Um, and I went back to Sagebrush because I just you know more comfortable there. I just wanted the name. I was so obsessed with the name. I was like, I want the Bunny Ranch. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, my clientele is over there now. <laughs> so yeah. Um the bunny is pretty it's pink outside my favorite color is pink but i prefer but sagebrush sorry (laughs) i'm like getting them
0: (laughs) no it's okay you say you prefer sage 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 bush is that what it is or sagebrush
1: i need sage bush (laughs) no sagebrush
0: (laughs) sagebrush sorry um (laughs) that is funny um so you like that that place more uh just you said more comfortable you got your clientele there
1: yeah, um, I um, do have a huge clientele there and also like um, friends, um, we're pretty social as the girls, like we're like sisters, we um, when it's slow, there's no clients We hang out at the parlor, all of us and you know, we're very close. So yeah,
0: and yeah. You, work, you work nights usually, right? Uh, is it busy at night?
1: Yeah, that's when it is most busiest for me. It is most busiest at night Um, and I've had already been a night owl for so long. I don't really like to sleep at night and my brain doesn't shut up at night. I don't know why, but I work from 2 p.m. until 2 a.m. And in the weekends, I work from 2 to 4 a.m. But most of the times I stay past my shift. Gotcha. Morning, I'm like, okay, now I got to go to bed. (laughs) (laughs)
0: That's funny. That's funny. So you, you let's talk a little bit about negotiations. Like I'm curious, like with you, are people just like really straightforward or are there, does it just depend? Like, are some people shy? Like, or most people just like, I want this, I want, you know, I want oral sex or whatever, you know, are they pretty straightforward or?
1: Uh, you get a little bit of everything. Some guys do come in there. I have a lot of virgins, actually. Uh, so they've, they're have they like older, like 30s, 40s, and they've never had sex. Those are usually the shyest. They um, don't really know what to ask for. So I have to make them... It's, it is my job to make them feel comfortable, feel welcomed, and get them to do what they're there for. <laughs> And offer, offer them services. So I do have a menu and I'll just go through it and let them know why I do offer and what what is the price for this? What is the price for them? If they want to spend the nights, if they want to spend a couple hours, if they just want to do a quickie and done, you know, that's the kind of things we talk about during nego- negotiations. I don't actually like the word negotiation, but I just think it's just a chat. Just a like, chat. Yeah, negotiation makes it sound so businessy like. <laughs>
0: yeah. 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 Definitely. Uh, I get what you're saying. Cause uh, it, you there?
1: The open minded it is. the more I'm like, ooh, that's interesting. I've never done that before. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> yeah.
0: So hold on a second. My internet is uh bugging out. Can you hear me okay? Okay, cool. I thought it was I thought it was messing up. My apologies. Um so so yeah, anyways, we're talking about the chat. Um so your first week like like how long did you work for the first time? Did you work for a couple weeks? Like
1: Um yeah, my first week because I wanted to get the whole experience. I did 3 weeks. So, nice. usually your first tour at the house, you have to do a 2 weeks tour. A third is your option. Um, yeah, I did three weeks and I went home and I came right back within like a week.
0: Yeah. Like, you make good, you make good money. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I do. I do very, um, I am top booker, believe it or not, <laughs> at the Rush, and I have been for the past six months. That means who was like the most accomplished kind of whoever made the most money. is like the employee of the month. If you had a regular job, that's what it would be. Um, They give you like little cute bags, gifts and stuff. Cool. And I I was kind of very proud of myself for getting it six months in a row. (laughs) Hell yeah. And I feel like it's more has to do with my personality. I feel like I'm so sweet and like um, easy to get along with and I'm pretty chill.
0: You make people feel like they got their money's worth, huh?
1: Oh, that part too. Yeah.
0: <laughs> hey, yeah.
1: <laughs> That's what <probably true>, you yeah.
0: <laughs> so I'm curious. Uh you know, one of the sex workers that we spoke to talked about the fact that you can literally like go out and travel. Uh have you ever done that before? And if so, do you have any cool stories like they were telling us about going to Vegas and stuff like that?
1: Well, actually not Vegas. In twenty nineteen I took two months break uh, and I went to Paris. It was the most beautiful experience ever. I loved seeing the Eiffel Tower. I was actually going back. So I was born in Morocco. Sorry, this is like sidetrack. I was born in Morocco, but I came to the U.S. when I was 12 years old. And I had never went back. Grew up in Boston, then moved to New York by myself when I was 20. And I had never went back to Morocco. So in 2019, I took two months off. And I went back to see the country I was born in. Not a big, big fan. It was very hot it's pretty but very hot (laughs) yeah that's what i would suggest if you were to ever want to travel there the food is but it's too hot don't go in the summer um so i like traveling outside the country once in a while you know where i want to go next where japan i want to go to japan
0: I've got a friend that goes to Japan pretty regularly and it's actually, he says it's pretty cool. So, yeah, I bet you'd have a good time.
1: And I want to go to that restaurant. I think it's a cat cafe. And they yeah. have like a cat in there. I wanna just want to go there and like pet all the cats. That's my dream. You know,
0: <laughs> they have some of those. You don't have to go to Japan to to see a cat cafe. <laughs> they have some of those in like Denver and stuff. <laughs> It would wait, be cool wait. though to do that in Japan. Where is it? There like I've been to a cat cafe in Denver for example in Denver, oh. Colorado. Yeah. Um there you know if you look up I'm sure I'm sure there's some in Nevada. There's got to be one in Nevada you could find. If you really wanted to go to a cat cafe and it's pretty cool. It's like you have some coffee or some tea and yeah there's just a bunch of cats everywhere.
1: Mm. It sounds, sounds like the brothel but, I- but it's not. <laughs> yeah yeah yes <laughs> in general so yeah uh, about you where would you like to go It's a
0: question good question i think maybe like germany or uh paris yeah so- some- something like that would be really cool um canada Trek? yeah i've never left the united states so anywhere would be cool
1: oh really hmm. ever yeah. since 2020 i'm kind of like paranoid about the whole traveling outside the country because you might get stuck out there
0: yeah that would suck that would suck for sure um but the president said the other day that the pandemic's over so like maybe uh, you know maybe but i i hope i hope that that's true you know um Thank maybe you. yeah <laughs> so but anyways um uh, we were talking about, oh, you, t- so you took a two month vacation. I wanted to ask you, has this job afforded you the ability to, to just like do whatever the fuck you want whenever you're not working? You know what I'm saying? Um,
1: I sound like a millionaire by any means, but like it, it does give me a very good income to be able to do whatever I want, whenever I want and take time off whenever I want. I'm kind of like an overworker. Some might say, um, (laughs) I like to work a lot, but I only work four days a week. Don't get me wrong. Um, Only four days a week and three days off. And the three days I'm running my errands, going hiking, whatever, whatever. Then, yeah, I can take vacation and go anywhere I want. Maybe,
0: yeah. Hell yeah, that's super cool. Well, um, I'm just curious, like, Speaking of other countries, you know, um, for example, Norway, that's another country I'd like to go to. Norway has something that they call the Nordic model, which is like, you can work at a brothel, but you can also be an independent contractor. What do you think about that idea? Like, I think like Nevada should pioneer that and maybe welcome that. And it seems like the only option to be a sex worker legally is to work at a brothel.
1: Exactly, exactly. I don't think it's fair. (laughs) but at the same time i don't see the the laws changing anytime soon even though in in new york and manhattan uh they just decriminalized the um, sex work in the island of manhattan in april 2021 so first step, decriminalization next step legalizing i would that would be kind of cool that would be yeah. kind of cool because you're never going to make the the business go away. So I might as well just let people pay their taxes and, you know, have it a legitimate job.
0: Yeah. And, you know, we usually talk about drugs on the show and that's the exact argument we use is that people are going to continue to do drugs and buy drugs. So why not bring it above board? And like you say, pay taxes on it. And those taxes can go towards like building schools, building roads, exactly. et cetera, et cetera.
1: Yeah. I, I agree with you. I don't think that if any girls should be, you know, because uh, decriminal- uh, criminalizing the sex work does so much harm than good. Yeah, you said human trafficking, but if it was legal, adult consenting adults will do it, not, you know, underage kids. So that will be like more easier to spot out and more easier to shut down and also for I've had a lot of girlfriends whose bank accounts got shut down. You know, the banks will just be like, We don't want your money. There's a porn star right now on Twitter. Um they shut down her, her account and she's she does OnlyFans. Wow. It's like we're so stigmatized against. We really are. It's kinda of Yeah, sucks. That's <laughs>
0: another similarity between cannabis and uh sex work is that it's hard for people that work in cannabis to find banks that will accept their money, really, yeah, yeah, it's like a huge thing. You can't get loans and everything else that Have you had any issues with that? Is it pretty i mean you it's totally legal, so you don't have any problems with putting your cash in your bank, do you?
1: No, so I don't use like a huge bank like um sure. a bank I use a credit union that's for supports our business here in Nevada,
0: yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, cool. So
1: did you thanks you if and you're depositing a lot of money weekly, it kinda they don't like it,
0: yeah. Have you ever worked with uh Dennis Hoff?
1: yeah, of course yeah when i uh, when I started in twenty eighteen, I had worked for him like a year before he passed. He left the business to Madame Suzette. She's running it very well. she's a great boss.
0: Very uh understanding and business minded. Yeah. But Yeah, the only thing the only thing that frustrates me about Madame Suzette is that she won't come on my show. Um because <laughs> I know Dennis would have. This is a challenge for Madame Suzette. Please come on my show. Uh, I would love to speak with you. You know, you're a historic figure in legal the legal sex movements, so please come on my show. Um so, anyways, that's me trying to pull strings. Um So uh, what was it like to know somebody like that? I mean, he is, he is like right up there with like Hugh Hefner and everything else, like with regard to the sex movement in America.
1: The only thing I can say about him, he was a marketing genius. (laughs) He was like marketing, marketing, any, any, uh, what is it called? Any, um, marketing any publicity <laughs> great publicity that's what I mean
0: I know he would come on my show if he was still alive I'm so sad that he passed because I know he would come on my show if I called him yeah. or if, yeah he would be like sure let's do it you know
1: yeah. so, but
0: for folks that haven't seen interviews with Dennis Hoff check it out like he would sit down with just about anybody and talk about this stuff and um, uh, yeah anyways um
1: it was great working for him. I learned a lot from him. Um, we had like weekly tea party meetings. He would teach us a lot and tell us a lot. So I appreciated him and may he rest in peace.
0: Yeah. Yep. Um, so do you work or have you worked with Madame Suzette? Um, yeah, I so work th- for her. Oh, you work for her now? Cool.
1: Yep. Our establishment. She owns all of them now. He, you know, left her for the brothels Bunny, Sagebrush, and KK and Love Ranch. and they're how all many, like. The do you know how
0: them. many brothels there are in Nevada? I know that's probably a hard question.
1: No, it's not. There was twenty. Uh, now it's nineteen, but most of them are like in rural areas of Nevada, so pretty uh, out there mining towns, truckers and stuff, but the ones that are most known are the ones that are close to Vegas, like Sherry's, Chicken Ranch, they're an hour uh, close to Vegas and us up here. But the other ones are kind of very far.
0: Yeah. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, those, those brothels I'm from what I've, when I talk to other sex workers from what I understand, some of them have policies like lockdown policies and everything else. Have you ever heard of that?
1: Is that, is that still going on? Cause I remember down South, they were a lockdown house. So that means when like the girls come for their two weeks, they cannot like go out and stuff like that. But I think they had sh- shut it down. I think it stopped.
0: Cool.
1: Um, i not shut down. So it's like in, Before your shift, if you need to run to CVS or Target or something, you can go do that. Or if you just want to go on a walk before your shift starts, you can do that, which I like. Yeah.
0: Have you made any, um, you know, you talked about being alone earlier. Uh, Do you have any friends?
1: Being alone? (laughs)
0: I mean we said that was a lot you know, sorry, that was a long time ago that we were talking about that, but you you said like you were kind of out in the world alone, and I just didn't know if you had any friends
1: um yeah, we do have um we are very close to to each other at the yeah house. but
0: I didn't know if you had like friends from childhood or like school college,
1: no no, not really, honestly no and um, childhood no college not really i haven't kept track of everybody maybe on facebook um and i'm looking at these people's like profiles and they're like i'm married i have three kids already i'm like i don't know what i want to have for breakfast for dinner."
0: <laughs> i can agree with you on that
1: right i don't feel like um even though i'm like 27 i uh just i'm still having fun i'm not ready for husband yeah all that and I don't think it's my thing anyways but no I am not lonely whatsoever I am um, yeah. sorry to keep
0: asking you deep questions but are you comfortable talking I'm I'm not a foster child so I'm just curious what that was like
1: it was alright <laughs> what else could there be about it um, it was uh, not the best but it was what needed to be happened. Because my parents kind of like, okay, so I grew up Muslim. Yeah, that's all I have to say, right? (laughs) And like, very conservative, very religious, very, not the right environment. So I had gotten taken into foster care at 14 years old. Um, Stayed there from like, 14 to 18 until
0: you age out, and basically that's. Yeah, yeah. Can I? I'm sorry. I, I. This is what we do here. We get kind of deep. What, what, what happened? Like, what? What do you mean? It was a bad environment for folks. I mean, I kind. I can assume what you mean. You said, uh, "Do I need to say more?" And I can assume what you mean but with, you know, you don't have to get specific, but can you just kind of give me an idea of what you're talking about? Cause I don't want to assume what you're talking about.
1: Oh yeah, no. Um, you don't have your family. Basically you're living with like 25 other lost kids and these foster cares and group homes and other establishments so it wasn't very great, but it wasn't bad out yeah, either,
0: I'm,
1: like whatever.
0: Yeah, yeah, I can't even imagine, honestly. But what I, I'm sorry to ask such a deep question, but you said you were with your family till 14 and they are very conservative and it was not a good environment. Can you, I don't want to assume what you're talking about. Can you tell <laughs> me more about what you mean?
1: um uh, my, my, my dad was a little bit too Muslim. It was, uh, I you know I had to to wear the hijab, like cover up. My beliefs and their beliefs did not really collide. Uh, we didn't get along on a lot of things. Um, they had wanted to marry me off and all this like really really weird shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I was like, um, I didn't sign up for this. I gotta go. <laughs> Well, actually, that's not how it happened, but kind of, um, and I was so glad to be out of there because it was not cool.
0: Yeah. Did he, did they hate you?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Probably did. uh,
0: (laughs) What?
1: So did I, was that good enough of an answer?
0: (laughs) It it was, it was. Sorry if I, if you feel like I'm pressing, I I feel like people could learn. I feel like people could learn. That's why I'm asking these questions. I'm not trying to, I hope I'm not making you feel bad or anything. Are you?
1: Not at all. It's just like, um, the way I grew up, it was kind of very strict, very, um, um, religion concentrated and I was not feeling it and it was, did not work out.
0: Yeah. I'm oh. somewhat familiar with like the religion thing. Cause I was raised religious. I was, I was, you would say Christian, I guess. Um, so we weren't as like, you know, you, we didn't have the same requirements. Let's just say, as you just described where you had to wear certain things or whatever. I don't mean to, I'm not informed enough to speak on on these things, but um, I can relate to you in that. And so I'm just curious, like if if for, for the sake of people learning, what are some of the, the more extreme things that you had to go through besides wearing what you felt like was maybe oppressive clothing? um, Did they hit you? (laughs) Like, that's one of my questions.
1: Right away. Yeah. My parents was extremely abusive and my dad was abusive. And that's why I got into foster care because they were abusive. Um, And that's just, you know, their beliefs and their religion. And that's how they thought was the way to raise their kids. But it was a big...
0: Yeah. Did you, like, tell somebody at school or something? Or did somebody notice?
1: I had, like, one with bruises to school. And they called uh, DCF. And, um... You know, they were arrested or whatever. And um, I was taken into foster care.
0: And d- did that feel pretty liberating? Because you didn't have to live under that roof and those rules anymore?
1: Yeah. And the crazy part is like, uh, considering now, back then, like, uh, you know, 13, 14, I wasn't really doing nothing crazy. I was like going to school and coming right back home. Like, that's that's the crazy part about it is like, There was nothing to be mad about, but that's just how they are. Can't change that. Moved on from me. Got a lot of therapy, (laughs) a lot of therapy. Trust me, and I'm okay with what happened, and I moved on.
0: That's awesome to hear. Yeah, that's awesome to hear. Can I ask you, how did you? Did somebody recommend mental? Like, uh, did somebody recommend therapy? How did you so, find therapy?
1: And the foster care, they do give you therapy. Like I was doing therapy for the whole time I was there. Um,
0: that and, makes me feel good about the system a little bit.
1: Don't feel too good. <laughs> um, yeah, they, they did help me with that. They really did. Yeah. Um, and as a kid, you don't have anywhere to turn to. That's why I'm like, I do pay my taxes now. Like I pay a ton of taxes a year. And I feel like knowing that some of it is going to go to foster kids that went through what I went through, I would hope, um, that makes me feel good, you know?
0: Yeah. And uh, are you you good on time? We can start to wrap up, but I've just been having a really good time with you and I've learned a lot from you. Uh, so are you good on time to talk a little bit longer?
1: Whatever you want. That's the, cool. um, let positive
0: note. <laughs> what's that? I said, let's
1: end it on a positive note. What is the positive note? Come well, see hey, me.
0: I'll, I'll, I, yeah, I'll bring it around <laughs> to that. Cause we're going to definitely get, get people. We, we owe it, We're, we'll make sure. And I'll just say it right now. Uh, if you want to <laughs> connect with Kiki lover, we have uh, all of her social media handles in the podcast description folks. And hypothetically, if you find Kiki attractive, or if you just want to talk to her, um, you can go to Sage, Sage brush, not Sage bush, Sage brush. And, uh, yeah, party with her. So, um, we'll, we'll definitely wrap back around to that, but I do have like probably one more deep question for you and I'm sorry to keep getting deep, but again, I'm just learning a lot from you. And I appreciate you being willing to talk about this by the way, because it's not something I told you we were going to talk about. I have nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, uh, open book. Yeah. So um, I'm just curious uh, to peel the page back just a little bit. You just alluded to you alluded to it earlier and you alluded to it again just there when I said, oh, that gives me a little bit of faith in the system. You're like, don't get too, don't get too excited or whatever. What did you mean by that? Did you have a bad experience in the system?
1: Um, those people don't care about you. They're just getting paid hourly and they could give two shits less.
0: <laughs> what, <laughs> like, what even is it? Do you go to a house or like what?
1: Uh, no, it's like a program and uh, cold showers, forgetting to feed you, don't want to feed you because you may have like said something that didn't approve of, or you know, Um, it's shut down now. So if you Google it, I grew up in, well, I was at Jermaine Lawrence. It's in Boston, and it's shut down because of child abuse. So, wow. yeah, that tells you as much as you need to know.
0: Um,
1: yeah. I'll um, have to look into that. <laughs> yeah, it was a shitty place. Um,
0: On behalf of all of those people, I'm sorry. That's so <laughs> fucked up. I'm sorry that you had to go through that, but I'm glad that you got you found therapy through that somehow and i'm glad that you like you say feel fine about these things like it's yeah. the past you know mm-hmm.
1: Can't change it you can't change it at all already happened and it's done with
0: and it sounds like what you realized is that what you can change is the future
1: of course and in the future, I'm working towards opening my own business right now. I'm going to be opening. I'm like manifesting. I'm, like, I'm going to be opening by next summer. Fingers crossed. Um, a hair salon. Sweet. So got a call. I don't know if that oh, was. It's
0: problem. No, it, it didn't cut out. Yeah, so you said I'm a hair gonna, salon?
1: Yeah, I'm going to get me my own hair salon. And that would be kind of cool owning a business uh, and yeah. running it myself.
0: Hell ex- no. What were you saying?
1: I'm super excited for it.
0: Yeah. Have you done here? Able-
1: no, 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 no. So I just want to own the business, sure. have people, chairs, rent out chairs. Um, and I was able to buy a house, um, during COVID, like in twenty twenty, and it's already paid off. Like, Sweet. sex work has given me a lot of, you know, successes. um At twenty seven years old, I already have my house paid off. So I'm like, oh thank you. Thanks yeah. for my daughters. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's crazy. I kind of envy you in that sense. That <laughs> I'm, I'm not there. <laughs> so
1: it's a really cool. um accomplishment or a benefit that I get from my job.
0: Yeah. So one last deep question and we'll get, we'll wrap it around positive. Uh, sure. What do you do on the holidays? I work. You work? Are you open on the holidays?
1: We're open 24, seven, 365 days a week. Um, wow. Girls and shifts, but I usually um, do like to be, we have like really family um dinners uh, thanksgiving we have a cherokee stuff and all this stuff and we have a family dinner all the girls management staff um christmas as well we do like gifts um exchange and stuff like that it's really cute around the holidays decorate the whole house put the ornaments on the tree (laughs) it's like a family in there
0: yeah. So I promised you we'd wrap it around a positive. So that that was a positive, but we're gonna keep it go. keep it even more positive. Um uh what do you enjoy most about your job?
1: <laughs> oh, yeah?
0: <laughs> yeah, of course you can.
1: No. <laughs> um yeah, to But like also getting to know so many cool people and so many interesting people from all walks of life that I would never otherwise get to meet. Um getting to know them and provide them with services and benefiting from it as well. It's a really cool thing. Yeah.
0: Do you think you're gonna work as long as somebody like Air Force Amy or do you think you're gonna exit a little bit earlier?
1: I want so many things. Um and I have so many goals, but I also don't see myself like at one point I have wanted to go back to school and become a nurse. But honestly, like I enjoy my job so much that I don't think I want to go back to like a nine to five. So for right now, it's just like until I accomplish all my goals.
0: Hell yeah, that's that's super cool. Super cool. Yeah. And I'm fucking I'm about over the nine to five. So I keep making the joke that I'm going to become a sex worker. I need to make that happen.
1: (laughs) You never Um. know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yep. You never know. (laughs) Well, cool. Um, so you want to tell people how they can find you online, like on Instagram and wherever else you're on?
1: Well, I'm very active on the, the Twitter, <laughs> the Twitter, like an old person, uh, Twitter at Kiki Lover Kink. Uh, you can also check out my website, Kiki Instagram, Kiki Lover underscore. <laughs> I'm everywhere. Just look up Google Kiki Lover Kink and it will show up everywhere. I'm kind of very active on the social medias.
0: Perfect. And so if people want to uh, party with you or whatever else, plan out their trip uh, to Nevada, they can just hit you up on somewhere uh, on your website or on social media and plan that out with you.
1: Or you can, yeah, those that works as well. Uh, or you can uh, email me, Kiki Lover at sagebrushranch.com. I answer my emails right away. Um, and I look forward to hearing from you and thank you again for having me on here. I yeah. had fun. <laughs> I was
0: going to ask you, did you have a good time?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked it. We, we got pretty deep there.
0: <laughs> yeah. But- yeah. And again, thank you so much for being willing to do that. Cause I did not tell you we were, I didn't, I told you we were just going to talk about legal sex work, but I'm the type of person when you say something like that, like I'm interested and I feel like people could learn about something like that. So
1: yeah, I could learn
0: from your experience is what I mean to say.
1: Why not? Yeah, Um, I had fun talking about everything and thank you for having me on here.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So folks, I hope you enjoyed this episode of the chillinoy podcast. It's been a blast. Um, Thank you for tuning in and we'll see you on the next episode. Take care Uh everybody.